Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney has announced their reopening plans, and everyone was very happy about that until they started getting details of what things are going to look like. We're going to have a big discussion about that. And today marks the 23rd anniversary of the Diz, which is the reason we're doing this today and not tomorrow. And while we are going to reminisce a bit, a little bit about the last 23 years, we do have an exciting announcement to make. All that coming up next from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Dreams agents are committed to giving you honest and unbiased advice and helping you plan a magical vacation your family will remember for years. Visit us on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And by Magic Candle Company. Magic Candle is the leader in theme park-inspired candles, wax melts, fragrance oils, and much more. Bring a little bit of the magic into your home with Magic Candles. Use code DISNEYINFO at checkout and receive 15% off your order every time. That's MagicCandleCompany.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged, episode 1081 for the week of June 1st, 2020. Coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined via Skype this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. <clears throat> Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Oh, hey, hey. Well, folks, welcome. Hope your uh, week is off to a good start. Hope you and your friends and your family are all safe and healthy as we continue to navigate this extraordinary situation we all find ourselves in. Uh, before we get started with the show, um, I have an announcement that I would like to make. Um, this is there's been something I have been wanting to do for a long time, but um, like many of the ideas that I have, uh, I have to wait until the time is right. I have to wait until the stars align and the situation is right to do whatever the idea is. Now, sometimes that happens right away. <clears throat> Other times it could take a few months. Sometimes it takes years, as is the case with this. So with that said, I am very pleased to announce uh, the launch of the Spanish language version of the Diz, cdisney.com. That's sidisney.com, uh, as well as the launch of the Spanish language version of the Diz Unplugged called the C Disney Show, which you could find on YouTube at youtube.com slash sidisney. Um, now, I realize this doesn't uh, necessarily affect or impact most of you, but as I said on, on social media this morning, this marks a major evolution for the Diz, um, I, I wanted uh, to launch it. Uh, I wanted to launch it today uh, because I thought it was appropriate. The only other launch we've ever done, only other thing we've ever started on June first, really, was was the Diz itself. So I thought that was um, th that was a good day to launch it. Um, and when I say that the stars aligned, um, a team of people came together because obviously 
none of us here are Spanish speaking. And so, you know, I easily could have gone ahead and just run pages of the divs through Google Translate and thrown them up and called it a day. But that's not what we wanted to do. I wanted something that was authentic and honest and spoke to that audience. Um, and so uh, the stars really aligned. And we have this amazing team of folks that are helping mm -hmm. us with this. Um, there is Jimmy Valdez, who is in Buenos Aires, along with his wife, uh, Melissa or Melly, as uh, Melly Gill. Um, and uh, Jimmy works for uh, the Argentine government. And uh, Melly is a lawyer. But more interestingly, Melly is also an Olympic skeet shooter. And she's going to be representing Argentina at the uh, – Tokyo Olympics next year, hoping that the, those Olympics happen. Um, <clears throat> also, here in Orlando, we have uh, Yulady Guerrero, who has been a moderator on the boards for quite a while. A huge Disney fan. She's originally from Venezuela, been living in the United States for many years. Um, she's in the parks all the time. She's going to be helping out with a lot of the content that we develop for the new website. But the man leading up this team, um, is a good friend of mine from Medellin, Colombia. He has been working for months translating by hand hundreds of pages from the, of the Diz into Spanish, making sure it was just right. He's joining us now. His name is Federico Argar. Uh, Federico, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Hello. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, how, how do you feel? We've been working on this for quite a while now. And... Uh, uh, you have definitely borne the brunt of the weight of uh, translating this and, and getting these pages up. Um, how does it feel now that it's, it's out there, right? The secret's out. I'm very happy. We're super excited. Uh, this has been a work that we have been doing for the past uh, six months, I think. Um, and as I was uh, telling Pete when we first met, um, we were lacking uh, in Latin America and in the Latino community in the United States, this uh, information, this very valuable information that you have on the DIS in Spanish uh, for the um, all the audience that doesn't speak um, Spanish, English, I'm sorry. And um, so it's it a very um, um, exciting thing to be working in this project and I'm very happy. Well, uh, and I'm very happy to be working with you on it. Um, just a little bit about Federico. Uh, Federico has his PhD in art history. So that. So uh, I, I call him Dr. Fred um, because I'm an American. We got to be ugly. Dr. Fred. Um, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> he's also in business for himself. He, along with his partner, Ruben, uh, own um, a, salon, uh, a, a salon in uh, – <clears throat> Medellin and in Cartagena. Um, and so, uh, you know, this, the timing on this, originally we were talking about launching this in the summer or the fall. Um, but when COVID happened and we were in lockdown, um, Federico wasn't allowed out of the house. And so <laughs> he just got to work. And that's when I said, okay, you know, we're a lot further along than I thought. June 1st would be a good date to launch this. Um, and here we are. Here we are. Um, and I also want to let everybody know that Federico is now uh, one, of the, one of the newest Dreams Unlimited travel agents. We now have, I believe, a total of four or five Spanish-speaking agents 
working with or bilingual agents working with uh, with dreams. So we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to work uh, in that with that community uh, as well through dreams unlimited travel. This was by no means was this a uh, an easy task to put all this together. Like I said, Federico really has been unbelievable um, in doing this. And uh, Corey, you're putting your hand up. You got something? No, I, um, it's important because you really have to be nice to Federico. And I saw this when I was translating some of the emails because he can put whatever he wants on that site and we wouldn't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's, that has been, that has been the toughest thing for me. Normally when a new site launches, I'm very active and involved in the content and writing content and doing stuff like that. In this case, I really had to trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he has a PhD in art history, I'm like, okay, the guy's not, not an idiot. So, <laughs> you know, I'm assuming he can write No, but uh, see and messages. sure enough. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, and that's, that's the uh, unusual thing for me in, in that I can't, I can't contribute to this in the way that I'm used to contributing to the various shows and projects that we do. But I also like that idea. Um, I like the idea of, you know, this new group of folks getting a chance to, you know, mm-hmm. I- I express their passion for Disney and and do these shows and create this content, um, giving somebody else an opportunity to enjoy what we've had the opportunity to enjoy and do for the last 23 years. So, um, Federico, is there anything else you want to tell us uh, about yourself? No. About that, uh, I think for us, for me and for the rest of the team, it's been very important to honor and to respect the professionalism and the work that you have done on the disc and just um, to do that uh, with the translation of all the information, but also to acknowledge the fact that we are speaking to a Latin American and Latino community that uh, are different and uh, and we can and we want to provide that information to all that audience in a way that they can um, use that information in the best way possible to plan their trips or just as uh, uh, information of Disney fan will appreciate. So, well, very excited that we finally have this out. Um, uh, uh, I'm not always the best at keeping secrets, um, <laughs> so uh, I really had to sit on it for a while now that we were doing this. But um, whew, okay. yeah, you're not you're and not good. Also, at, yeah, you're not good at keeping secrets, Pete. Because no, I'm really not. Through, through these 23 years, or how long has it been? 23 years that you'll say, okay, I had this idea. We're gonna launch it in August, but I think we should do a soft launch tomorrow. What do you think? <laughs> 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 well, with this one, with this one, I I I soft launched it what about ten days ago. Um, I think at first uh, we we took the firewall off it on the twentieth because I wanted to give it you know time for other people to check it out right. and um, you know make any last minute corrections or changes we had to make. Um, uh, but so I did pretty good with this. You got to give me credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. You did. Um, but I'm just you know I keep thinking about it that um, in January we launched uh, DCLfan.com. Um, for Disney about Disney Cruise Line, we launched MovingToOrlando.com at the beginning. Excuse me, the beginning of April, and this uh, project now on June first. So in the first six months of the year, that's three new projects that have been launched, uh, all in the midst of COVID nineteen. And I need a vacation. Um, I think we all need a vacation. Uh, right about now. But uh, speaking of COVID-19, uh, Disney did announce 
uh, last week the dates that they would be reopening their theme parks. July 11th for the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, July 15th for Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And, of course, everybody got really excited. And then came the details of what this was going to look like. Now, I want to be on record here that I told people multiple times over the last few weeks to gird your loins that this was not going to look the way it did before COVID-19. That it was not going to be flip a switch, Disney's back to normal, and everything's going to be just the way it was before. Yet, it seems that there were a number of people who thought that's exactly what was going to happen and have lost their minds over some of these changes. I'm going to let John talk to a lot of this because he has been on the front lines with our agents and our dreams clients um, about this. And so, John, go ahead and do your thing. (laughs) All right. A lot of information. I also want to preface this by saying there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of rumors. And I like everybody to take a step back and wait for Disney to release official information before you freak out and start worrying about things that haven't happened yet. All right, so first and foremost, we all know this, and I think you guys talked about this at length. In order to get into a Disney theme park, you're going to need what's called a park reservation. Disney has not released details as to how that's going to happen yet or what time frame that's going to happen on. So for those of you who are like, when can I get my park reservation? We don't know yet. That's all coming down the line. I will say this. My suspicion is you should make sure that your My Disney Experience record is up to date. Your tickets are linked and your resort reservations are linked. That's my suspicion here. So make sure you take care of that first and foremost. So because park reservations are going to be required, they're going to make, you know, there's going to be a limited number of people out in the park every day, and they're going to cut it off at a certain number. Because of that, Disney has officially canceled everybody's Fast Pass, Fast Pass Plus, and everybody's dining reservations through the end of December. I want to make sure people understand that. It's for the rest of 2020. There was some misinformation put out that this was going to be through September. That is not true. It's for the rest of 2020. No dining reservations. Everything will be wiped out. And any Fast Pass Plus will be wiped out. In addition to that, all dining plans are removed. So if you have a dining plan, it's going to be removed from your reservation. If you want to book a dining plan, you cannot book a dining plan at least through the end of December 2020. This is some things that are out there people freaking out about and what's going to happen and when can all this happen. This is what's going on now. Part of the problem is, is that Disney is telling guests this information through emails and in typical Disney fashion, these emails are not going out quickly and or they're not going out all at the same time. So if you're traveling sooner, you're getting the email about the effects of your reservation. Those who are traveling later are getting worried that they haven't received their letter yet. And I don't know, Pete went away for a minute. Okay, so that's sort of the big thing of what we know of what's happening right now. Um, One of the things, piece of information that's out there that hasn't been technically officially released by Disney, like there's been no 
mass email on it. However, it was posted on Disney Parks blog. Dining reservations are going to go from 180 days to 60 days. Now, I know some people who are traveling June 11th are starting to get worried because they're coming up on that 60-day mark, and they want to know when they can make their reservations. I mean, July 11th. July 11th, I'm sorry. June 11th would be 60 days, would be within the thing. So in any event, um, you, people are worried that they can't make them. They haven't received any information. We know that. It's just part of the, what we're dealing with at this time. So dining reservations are going to go to 60 days. Through the end of the year, no information on 2021 just yet. In addition to all of these changes, Disney has completely stopped selling new reservations, stopped booking new reservations, and has stopped the ability to buy tickets. This is important because what we're hearing is you have to have a ticket to make the park reservation. So folks who have made room-only reservations who didn't buy their tickets yet probably won't be able to make their park reservation in what's considered, quote-unquote, the first round, because they're going to offer these to resort guests first. Resort guests with tickets. Right. Resort guests are going to get it. If you have a ticket, then you can make the reservation, because, again, it's your ticket is your entering into the park. That's going to allow you the park reservation. Um, there's questions about, well, what happens if I have a four-day pass and I'm staying seven days? You still can't add three days to your ticket. Um, what happens if I have a five-day uh, ticket and I'm only allowed in four days? We don't know any of those answers yet. All of those are up in the air. There's one other thing I was going to mention with all of this, and I forgot what it was. Well, I do uh, want to mention that, um, uh, and John, correct me on this if I'm wrong. I know that the D uh, Disney Vacation Club resorts, along with Fort Wilderness campgrounds, opening June 22nd. Now, originally, there was communication from Disney that said the remainder of the Disney resorts would start opening on July 11th when the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom open. That has since been taken off. Um, that the, the, the verbiage that Disney had where they said that they have now conspicuously removed. So we believe that the resorts are not going to reopen. We don't know that for sure, I don't think. Um, but that the resorts not are not going to. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, at least not all the resorts. But right now, what we do know, the Disney Vacation Club resorts are going to be open. Um, and that's kind of been a boon for DVC people because I was able to get myself a room June 22nd, a one-bedroom theme park view at Bay Lake Tower for June 22nd. Even though there's nothing to watch, uh, like fireworks or anything from your balcony, I don't care. Um, I want to be in a resort, so I'll be there for that. And then I also was able to grab, again, the times we live in, I was able to grab a studio, a Lakeview studio at Polynesian for uh, July 10th through the 13th. Because if I'm able to get a reservation and go in the park, I want to go. Um, and I will be covering both of those, uh, both of those events. I'll be going out live on something. I don't know what yet, but we'll be, I'll be covering them. Oh. If so. you have a reservation, let's say you're one of the folks who did have a reservation between uh, June 22nd and July 11th, you can still go if you want. Your, your reservation is still active. If you had dining, your dining was removed <laughs> automatically. Now, here's the other layer to all of this. If you had free dining, 
Disney is giving you 35% off your reservation. They're removing the free dining because there's no more dining plans, but they're giving you 35% off your reservation. The question that's still out there is, can people apply that 35% to a different booking or a future booking if they don't want to come June 22nd through July 11th? We're still trying to get the answer to that. That information was posted on Disney Parks blog like the first night it went up. There was information about how you could take this 35% and move it. That wording has been removed. And we're still waiting for the official word from Disney, if that's a possibility. Okay, apparently my camera froze, so you guys are going to keep talking while I fix it. All right. Um, There's also questions of if you're booked in between now and the end of the year, can you move your reservation? That's up in the air as well. I'm going to give you some personal advice, something that I think is going to happen. I think Disney wants people to cancel. I think they've overbooked their resorts between now and the end of the year to the point that they can't accommodate everybody with a park reservation. So they're rolling this out in phases, canceling your fast passes, canceling your dining reservations um, in the hopes that people will cancel their reservation and look to travel later. So I don't know that anyone is gonna be able to move a reservation from June 22nd to July 11th to later in 2020. I just don't know that that's going to be a possibility from an inventory standpoint and what they're going to allow. Again, I, I wish I had more details for everybody. I wish I had, you know, everything I could lay out. I just don't have it. Um, our agents are working really, really hard. I know it's tough. You know, our clients are getting frustrated that they don't know what's happening with their reservation or what they should do. I assure you, everybody's working as hard as they can. I think I mentioned this, no new reservations being booked, no new tickets being sold, but in addition, no modifications are being allowed to any reservation. All you can do right now is cancel a reservation. That goes for both online and if you call Disney directly. So, you know, it's frustrating for a lot of people that they want to make their plans and they want to know what's going to happen and they want to know all this stuff. It's going to be a while before we know for sure. And I have a feeling that once people get or don't get park reservations, you're going to see more cancellations. I don't think people are going to come to Walt Disney World and say, listen, I can only get one day of my whole vacation for a park reservation. I'm just, I'm going to go and just hang out because we don't know what else is going to be open. We do know that all experiences have been canceled, VIP tours, um, boutique, uh, anything like that has been canceled uh, automatically as well from your reservation. We do know that pools will be open for the resorts that are open, but there's no word on how they're going to handle social distancing at those pools. Parades and fireworks have right. all been canceled. Right now, all parades and fireworks have been canceled, but we don't know if they're going to wait until they know what the park reservations look like before they open those back up again. You know, they may decide, listen, okay, we know we've got 20% park capacity. We can then make make sure we can have a parade if we put squares on the ground. What were you gonna say, Corey? Um, it, it seems like, uh, you know, from Disney's standpoint, even from ours, that, you know, this is just a cluster. I mean, just trying to wrap your head around everything that's going on is just a cluster. And it seems like they really just wanna wipe the slate clean 
look at the big picture of what they have and then start building from the from scratch. I know that's impacting everybody's vacation, but from a company standpoint where there are all these moving parts and closures and capacity restrictions, let's just wipe it clean and start from the ground up. I mean, I, it seems like that's what they're trying to do um, yeah, as best they can. They're hitting a giant reset button. Yeah, they're trying to reset everything. And almost it almost feels like, well, maybe they should have done a reset. Maybe they should have just wiped everything out. Right. And said, okay, let's start on this day. We're going to open reservations. We're going to fill 20% of our resort rooms because that'll be the maximum the park will take. I'm making up numbers. I don't know that that 20% is true, but I'm just saying it feels like maybe that would have been the way to go. But I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of people upset. Oh, yeah. People I, for their, okay, I would. No, yeah, yeah, go I, I can't see you, Craig, so yeah. I, I don't know who's talking. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that for just butting in there. It's uh, I, I just wanted to, to speak up, though, in terms of how weird it is, because I'm the universal guy. So seeing it from their level, like, you know, they don't have 20 plus hotels on property there. They only, you know, they have they have seven hotels right now. And so it's it's so weird to see how, like, they're basically able to reopen their entire their entire process without making too many drastic changes. I mean, obviously reduce capacity and they're opening with uh, two of the hotels being closed, but they don't have to do the reservation system. They don't have to do anything, anything on those levels. So it's like, it's almost a shame that Disney does have that many hotels. It's great when you're trying to book a trip there, but it's also what, what is essentially causing the need to have a reservation system? Cause there's just so many more people visiting. It's like they almost need to fast track a new park or something in order to, to be able to open up well, more space. Well, this is where I, 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 I want to jump in and talk to Federico uh, because he represents um, a large contingency of people that come to Disney that aren't going to be able to for a bit. Uh, he's obviously he's in Columbia uh, we're not taking international travel right now, are we? No, for us, uh, I, I don't think we're going to be able to travel to, well, anywhere outside of Colombia for at least for uh, September 1st. Um, so it's going to take a while for, for us to start seeing because, of course, um, the weight of um, COVID in Latin America is uh, is taking a while uh, in compares it with the United States or other countries. So for us, it's going to be uh, even a slower process than the one you are already uh, experiencing in the United States. Um, so I think that's a good thing because it's going to give Disney as well time to see if these measures work and if there's anything that has to be changed or not when when we are allowed to travel from Latin America. John? In addition to that, not only are we not going to have um, international travel, there are states that there will be restrictions on. For example, here in Florida, the governor still has a, I don't think it's mandatory, I think it's suggested quarantine period for folks from New York State and Louisiana. They're saying, if you come to Orlando, quarantine yourself for 14 days. I'm getting that question a lot for Dreams Villas. Mm. If I come to Dreams Villas, do I have to quarantine? The answer is, I don't really know. Right, I know. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not a law, but 
it's a suggestion. So what's going to happen in that in that instance as well is not only our national travel is going to be impacted, but even state to state travel. It's well, all very, I, I, very tough. I, I, I do want to say this um, at the risk of sounding like a Disney apologist, which you all know I'm not. I understand why people are upset. I really do, especially those who got the recovery offer back at the beginning of April that was offering free dining starting June 1st, and then the parks don't open until July 11th, and now they take free dining away. I get it. And I'm not saying you're wrong to be upset. What I'm asking you to do, though, is try and keep a balanced mindset about this. Um, when I do reviews, when I do reviews of hotels, new hotels at Disney, when I do reviews of <clears throat> new restaurant re restaurants at Disney, if I find things that are wrong, one of the things I always say, this isn't your first time doing this. You should have this down by now, right? You've all heard me say it. I can't say that right now. This is so unprecedented. There was no playbook whatsoever for them or any other company to go by. You know, at the beginning of April, we all thought that by now, this would be all be done, right? This is all going to be over. We'll be back to normal. But then as time went on and as more information came to light and as more things happened, we started realizing it wasn't. You know, this is a, a, a pandemic, a virus that we have never seen before. Nobody knew what to expect. Nobody knew what the process was going to be. Disney has had to adjust to this with each announcement. There was no way for them to truly prepare like in detail for the reopening because literally until last week, they weren't sure when they were going to. Now, they were aiming for June 1st. That's when they wanted to reopen. But they didn't feel it was safe enough. They didn't feel it was safe enough. Now, I have been mentioning this since the beginning that Disney has acted in the best interest of the health and safety of their cast members and their guests, not their bottom line. I will point out that they are opening a month to six weeks after their competitors are. Why? They want to make sure they do it right. Unlike SeaWorld and Universal, Disney has so many more moving pieces that they have to consider. And there are things that they haven't been able to imagine yet that they won't really know until the parks open. So everybody needs to take a breath. We need to take a breath. If you were honestly under the impression that Disney was going to reopen and everything was just going to be normal, then that is a level of magical thinking that, in my opinion, requires medication. You've been living under <laughs> a rock and not paying attention to what's going on. Disney is absolutely playing it as safe as humanly possible. I want you to think about it. What possible <clears throat> benefit would Disney have to doing away with the Disney dining plan? <laughs> arguably the single most successful add-on they have ever launched for any of their products ever. If not, to make sure that they are keeping everyone as safe as they can, erring on the side of caution. 
They should be applauded for this. Yes, I understand your frustration. I do. And it's easy for me to say because I live here mm-hmm. and I can just kind of pop over there on June 22nd and stay for a few days and pop over on July 11th and stay for a few days. And if I get in, I get in. If I don't, I don't. But so I really do get it. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. being uh, insensitive to that. But mm-hmm. but try and please take a look at the whole picture. Corey, you had your hand up. You want to say something? I think what, um, you know, aside from. Uh, the parks not being open and all these announcement that uh, announcements that Disney's making. I think for Disney fans, like in a time like this, we um, you, you know, you want to escape and you want to go to Disney. We go to Disney on a regular basis to escape. So I think for in a time like this, people want to go even more to escape, and so that the anger that Disney is not reopening, I think has you know. It's part of that. You know, people put a lot of trust in Disney and what Disney says they usually, you know, it usually happens. And so when Disney has to backtrack, you know, you you kind of you kind of lose you kind of lose some of that magic. And I think uh, I can see just from personally, you start losing a little bit of that magic. Okay, when can I really experience this the way I remember it again? And it could be never. But, you know, you still I don't know. You kind of. Well, you know, I'm kind of going into this. When I go on the 22nd and on the 11th, I'm, I'm kind of going into it like, how do I make this work in a new normal? What does that look like? What does that look like? And I don't know what the answer to that is yet. Um, but I will. Oh, I just realized I didn't plug this Mac in and my computer is about to lose power. Somebody else talk while I go plug this in. Federico, translate everything we just said. <laughs> Craig, Craig, you live you live the closest, I think, out of all of us to Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I brought some fireworks over once a week, do you think we can do a little fireworks show so people have something to look at from Disney? We could sing. <laughs> Wishes. Yeah, okay, y'all do that, and then... We'll, we'll, we'll get a little parade of cars going by. We'll, we'll, we'll make this work. You can. The, I know that uh, some of the pyro designers that help design uh, Happily Ever After live in my neighborhood. Because when we'd all go to the dog park, uh, one guy, he was so stressed out into the days leading up to it. He's like, I'm just trying to sit here, have a good time with my dog before I have to go into work and figure out this show in the next couple of days. So, uh, so you might be able to get some help for that at the very least. Okay, cool. Make it, make it work. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing else going on. Right. Um, Craig, just want to make sure cause I, I, my internet dropped quickly. My shots. All right. Yep. Everything's all right. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, uh, you know, like I said, I get it. I get everybody's frustration. I really do. And I'm not saying you're wrong for being frust- frustrated. I'm not saying you're wrong for being disappointed. Um, all I'm asking is that you try and look at the whole picture here. Um, I have a lot of compassion for Disney right now. Um, I really do. Um, they are, they're trying to thread a needle. They're trying to thread a needle. It's almost impossible to thread. Mm-hmm. The last thing they ever want to do is upset their guests. Right. They really don't. But so they're trying to thread this needle. And um, I think as they open and as the process and procedures of reopening become more stable and they kind of get a better handle on it, they're going to start expanding this stuff. This is the reality right now. This is not going to be the reality forever. The resorts will reopen. Um, 
I would be stunned if the dining plan, you know, didn't come back at some point. Um, not to say that it will or won't. I just would be stunned if it didn't. Um, but you know, we're at least in a phase where something is happening, right? We've been sitting around for two and a half months going, when's it going to open? When's it going to open? When's it going to open? Um, and now we know, and now we're going to like, when can I go? When can I go? When can I go? Mm -hmm. So I, I really do get everybody's, everybody's frustration. Um, but I'm also going to tell you again, shameless plug for dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. John and I are owners, uh, in dreams unlimited. Um, I think the clients that we have are very happy. They're with us right now because we're navigating this for them. Right. We're the ones on the phones. We're the ones following every update, everything that's going on. Um, and I know some people are getting frustrated because they don't have answers and, you know, my agents wish they could give you answers, but we can't, we can't tell you anything mm -hmm. until Disney confirms something for us. Right. And I, I've um, got to believe that, Ooh, sorry, I, I'm, they, I, I've they, gotta... they're trying, hold on a second, Courtney. Yeah. They're trying to make sure that, that these rumors and the speculation and innuendo that's flying all over the place don't make its way into what you get, that you're getting facts, not crazy. So I'm very proud of them, by the way. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very proud of my entire team, in particular my agents. Uh, Corey, then John. No, it was pretty much just what you said, Pete, about, you know, the uh, I, I can feel for the agents because they, the clients are doing their own research. So they're getting this sort of, they're getting these rumors here, they're getting facts here, and then they're coming to the agents saying, well, you know, what's right. And the agents are dealing with this in real time. So it's, I, I feel for them. Y'all are great. John? I was just going to, along those same lines, what Corey just said, part of our issue is that the information coming from Disney is drip, 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 and not to everybody at the same time. And then the other issue is there are other travel agents out there posting stuff that's not been released or ours can be, you know, tracked to anything. So we get a lot of, um, I saw this travel agency post this thing, do this for me. And our agents are just like, I can't, it's not something I can do yet. So, you know, that's part of our frustration is that information is coming out. Not all of it's true. Uh, not all of it's timely. So you got to kind of sit back and, and uh, this is tough. This is the toughest part. <laughs> Trust the process and let us get through the process with you and Disney. That's the hardest part. This, and the other thing too is we're not only dealing with Walt Disney World, we also have cruise, right? Uh, Canada just announced that it's closing its borders to cruise ships through October 30th. So now we're getting a ton of questions. What about my Alaska cruise? What about this? You know, we're farming all of that information. Kevin's dealing with adventures by Disney every day that, you know, once a week they release new trips that are canceled. So there's a lot piling up for us. I appreciate people's patience while we go through it. And, and Cruise Line is the next uh, the next thing we're waiting on. Uh, Federico, did you have something to say? Uh, no, I just wanted to say that um, it's obvious that uh, Disney World is one of the most visited destinations in the world. So uh, you're going to be receiving in Orlando visit, uh, people visiting from all over the world. So I understand that the measures and the precautions have to be uh, special because you're not dealing with something that is uh, normal in every city, in every uh, country. Uh, so I do think that that is going to um, ask uh, more patience from us as guests. Uh,
understand that. I understand that uh, we need to wait and see as well how the measures work or not, and if they need to be changed or not. Federico, is anything being said on the news about Walt Disney World? Because here, because we're in Orlando, Walt Disney World and Universal, they're in the news quite a bit because they affect our local people and economy. Do you hear things where you are that talk about Walt Disney World? Uh, we did. When we uh, when they announced the opening date, we got that on local and national news, at least here in Colombia, uh, because, of course, it's something that uh, affects people who wants to travel. But it's not only what Disney is uh, announcing, but also what the local governments um, announce, because even if Disney is open, we're not going to be able to travel uh, unless our government open the borders. So uh, we need to find information from different sources in order to plan a trip. Well, also, it's like that type of news is kind of like one off, right? You get a news story and someone says, well, what does the world plans to open July 11? Nobody's going to give you details or specifics. You know, even here, we don't get any details. At all, so. No, and that's what, what one of the things that we're trying to do with Sea Disney is uh, having that information available in Spanish so people can get uh, hands on that uh, quickly and without having, you know, the language barrier. Um, and that is what I think this is so important what we're doing because it's going to affect the way uh, we deal with uh, our vacations and uh, our plans. Good way to work that plug in. Love that. <laughs> um <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's, uh, unless anybody else has anything to add to this topic, let's move on a little bit. And I uh, just want to do a little bit of housekeeping and then a little bit of bragging and reminiscing. Um, so, uh, first, does anybody have anything in housekeeping? I got a couple things, but I can go last. John? Well, Kevin, I want to say happy Pride. Today is Pride, June 1st. June is Pride Month for our, <clears throat> our skirts. We've got our Pride ears behind us. So, you know, we want to celebrate that. We want to celebrate the fact that um, that Pride Month is usually a time where people come together mm. and celebrate each other from different backgrounds. And we hope that that continues this month. And I just want to say that we are very honored to stand on the shoulders of people who protested and rioted, rioted in the past for our rights. I do want to say that the shirt that Kevin is wearing is available. I, it, we, I didn't plan. This wasn't planned. Okay, Corey's, Corey's no, going in with the plug. No, this wasn't planned, but I saw it. I'm like, okay, we, we offer that. But I did see in chat some people uh, liked your shirt. So uh, Jackie, I just sent her a text to put it up on social. So just go look at any one of our socials. I, if you want John's that got one that's causing a commotion, too. I think I got mine on Tivana, actually, now that you mention it. It's the Orlando Pride shirt at the old part, Lake Eola, the fountain. Oh, it's good. oh, I thought it was a UFO. It's like gay UFO. It's a gay UFO. <laughs> yeah. You know, they are known for probing. So. Oh, oh, my God. Really? Really? We have to go there. We have to go there. Okay. Um, what else? Anything else for housekeeping? All right. So I just want to uh, plug a couple things. Uh, first, Magic Candle Company um, is now uh, offering their hand sanitizer in a small pocket size 20 ml version uh in fact when the two ounce versions uh, are are gone they're not replacing those they're switching over entirely to these cute little uh, uh i'm waiting for mine i haven't gotten mine yet very excited about them so magic candle 
Use code DisneyInfo, save 15%. Also, um, just want to let folks know that we launched a new Moving to Orlando YouTube channel uh, this past week. So it's youtube.com slash moving to Orlando. We'll have links to that in the show notes page. Um, we're putting up uh, the, the moving to Orlando shows are still going to be going up on Diz Unplugged, but uh, we'll be putting them up on this channel as well. Plus some other things. We just did a house tour in um, uh, Horizon West. That, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we've got a few more coming up. I've got this uh, got a home in Windermere that was beautiful that we're going to put up. Uh, I think I'm putting that up either later today or tomorrow uh, for people to check out. So head over and please subscribe and follow our channel. Um, I think that's everything for me. So, all right, enough of housekeeping. John, 23 years. I know. And I don't look a day years. older. Well, I said I when I posted on Facebook, I said I you know I started this when I was six, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but it just you know it we were thirty two when we started this, and now you know I look at like Craig and Rhino and those guys that were all in their early thirties, late twenties, and what have they and, done? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, you were thirty six when you hired me. What's that? You were 36 when you hired me, I want to say. I think you were, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that's right. Uh -huh. um, and so, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's just weird because I, you know, I like, a, were we ever that young? And, um, <laughs> I, you know, and like I said, I've said before, when I put this together, it was never like I never thought for a second it was ever going to turn into this. So, you know, when I say we celebrate, you know, that I launched the Diz 23 years ago, it wasn't a launch. I'm like, oh, look, this is fun here. I just put this up on the Internet. Um, never expected it to be anything um, and never, uh, never thought it would be. It just was not on our radar. And yet, you know, less than a year after we launched it, John and I had moved here. We'd moved from New Jersey. There was no plans of that to happen. And we ended up moving here. John got a job with Disney and, you know, I had, he gave me one year to start a business. Um, and if I couldn't start it in a year and make some money at it, then I had to go back to work. That was 23 years ago. So I guess we, I guess I did. All right. <laughs> I was bossy then. Kevin's right. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those things though. Don't you find Pete that the years go fast? but sometimes the days go slow. This is one of those things where it's like, where did 23 years go? And then it's like, holy smokes, you know? But then I, I look back and I see the different things that we've done and accomplished, you know, uh, Dreams dreams Unlimited. You know, the Diz and the boards went up uh, right around the same time uh, in 97. Then Dreams came along in 99. Then we launched the podcast in 2006. Um, and, you know... All these different things happened, and then I think about the friends we've made, like lifelong friends we've made through doing this, and um, you know, I think about the opportunities that have been given to a lot of the folks that work for us. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they, they came about as a result of this, changed their lives. Um, you know, that makes you—that's humbling. It's humbling to think about. Um, 
but for as frustrated frustrating as sometimes it can be, it's never been a day of actual work. I've loved every yeah, minute. Yeah, the last couple of months it. have been work. From <laughs> a dream standpoint, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I'm not going to say the last couple of months haven't been incredibly difficult. But I know from my perspective, this has always been a labor of love for me. Always. Um, and yes, there are times that are challenging. There are times that are difficult. But it's never not been a labor of love for me. Um, and, you know, I, these last, you know, I look at these last few months, I think our, our, our site and our business and our team are stronger and better than they were in February. Um, I think we've learned a lot. I think we've, we've made a lot of adjustments and changes that are going to be with us for a long time. And they're all for the good. I can pull a lot of good out of this. It's been a oh, challenge, yeah. but I can pull a lot of good out of it. You know, sometimes you, the only way to learn how to swim is to be thrown in a deep end. And, you know, I think a lot That's of companies, I think a lot of companies um, were thrown into the deep end with this. And, you know, having a strong team, you know, around you, uh, you know, to help you to help you keep afloat is definitely, um, a, you know, I, I can see that with us uh, going through the years that I've been with the Diz, it's seeing the landscape change has been very interesting. We didn't have iPhones when we started the Diz Unplugged. Uh, before that, a lot of us were just behind our computers, never, never showing our face or our voices. We uh, and as Disney has changed from cruise line to new parks, we've you know we've navigated with with it, and good or bad. I mean, you you, you were talking about how the days, um, the years go by fast, but the days go by slow. It seemed like just yesterday that uh, Lane Graves. Uh, the situation with him at um, the tragic situation with him at the Grand Floridian happened. That was 2016. And how things have adjusted just from that, um, you know, just you can go back through the years and see all of the things that have changed for, from the Diz, from the website, and how we've, I think I'm just rambling. But go ahead. I need, I need some water. Well, and just <laughs> for, for folks who may not be familiar, when he, uh, he talks about Lane Graves, that's the little boy who. Was uh, was killed uh, at the Grand Floridian by, uh, yes. by an alligator. Um, that was a really tragic, tragic story. Kevin, I think the hard part has been that even though we might have been learning something new, Disney had a handle on it. We might have learned new things about Cruise Line, but Disney sort of knew what they were doing when they started. I think with this past couple of months. The hardest part is that Disney hasn't known what they were doing, so we can't know what we're doing. So the learning process has been we have to wait for them to learn how to do what they have to do, and that makes it difficult. There's no one to look to. There's no answers. That's what I meant by this is more difficult. Yeah, and and but like I said, um, you know, it, it's, it's an unprecedented time, and it has been an unprecedented challenge, but... Um, like I said, I can look at so many things that we've done as a team uh, to adjust that have shown us new, given us new ideas and new ways to do things. And I think we are a better, stronger team and company now than we were in February. And I will stand by that. Um, so, uh, but I don't want to spend unusually because usually anniversaries of anything make me very reminiscent but i find myself in a different place today i find myself in a place 
where I'm looking forward um, to what's next um, as we get ready, as we now launch uh, this new version of the Diz, see Disney. Um, I, I think about like what the path for that is going to be and what lessons we're going to learn from that. And, you know, I'm, I've always got ideas. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, you know, we launched DCL fan in January, moving to Orlando.com in April. Um, and now this, um, and I'm excited to see where all of this goes. So I'm, I'm much more focused on the future than I am the past right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Federico gets the opportunity to do something like this from the ground up, which not many people get a chance, chance to do. So he's been getting a, he's been getting a crash course in all this stuff. Haven't you? Yeah, no, I just want to say thank you uh, to all of you, to all the, the team for giving us this opportunity, because I really believe that um, the Latin American people and the Latino audience in the United States needed to have all this information and all those things that you have built over the years with the Ds and with dreams available in their language. And this is just going to be an opportunity to uh, create a more diverse uh, audience and diverse guests into the, the Disney destinations. And I think that's always a good thing. And I really appreciate it. Agreed. Now, let me ask you a question, Federico. What was harder, getting this site ready to launch or getting your PhD? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, they, they were both, uh, as you were saying before, uh, when you do something that makes you passionate and that you really enjoy, you don't feel it as a, as a job or something hard that you have to do. So, um, for me, it's been well, a, you, a pleasure. I know you also have a lot of passion for the art of Disney, right? You take those two things, you know, you, you're, like I said, your art history, and Disney and put those two things together. I know that's something that also is something very exciting for you. Yeah, for me, Disney is a is a, a uh, an expression of art, different from the ones you see in museums or art gallery, but it's art. Uh, and I try to look at uh, Disney when I travel and when I see Disney related things as another expression, another way of expressing yourself and creating things that are beautiful or interested interesting or that can teach you about um the world and how we live in it so well uh while i thank my entire team for all of their hard work um i don't know what that was but i uh, thank A my entire team for all my for all their hard work um i also want to thank all of you because at the end of the day if you don't visit our site and watch our shows and um, consume our content, we really have nothing to do. So uh, this is as much a celebration of you as it is uh, for us. So I do want to make sure before we close that I thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for your support, especially over these last few months. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It really is. And it's nice just to take a moment and celebrate something. Um, that uh very special to me in particular so that folks is going to do it for this week's show we hope you enjoyed it we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the diz unplugged have a great week folks and remember well we'll go back to saying stay out of the damn lakes <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>